Welcome to CII Radio. I'm Luke Holloway, editor of the journal and personal finance professional. In this episode, I'll be talking to Maxine Goddard and Patrick Okolo. In this episode of the podcast, we're talking about the importance of black role models in the insurance profession. We're joined by Maxine Goddard, Strategic Operations Leader of Zurich and Head of Partnerships for the Insurance Cultural Awareness Network, and Patrick Okolo, Global Specialist at Willis Towers Watson. To find out more about this podcast and for useful links, go to thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Here's our conversation with Maxine and Patrick. Hello, Maxine, and hello, Patrick, and thank you for joining us on CII Radio today. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here. Pleasure. Happy to be here as well. Thank you. Excellent. Very, very pleased to have you with us. So when we talk about role models, both in our normal lives and our professional careers, what do we actually mean? And why are role models particularly important for younger black people and those from minority backgrounds? Patrick, if you'd like to maybe start us off. Okay. For me, I see a role model as someone who inspires me positively. And for me, I don't see age or experience as a factor in being a role model. So someone younger than me could be a role model just by the way they they do things. In terms of the younger black people, there, there still seems to be that unconscious bias and prejudice that often follows younger black people and most especially young black men. So I think for young black men, especially, they do need a positive role model in their lives to kind of help them transcend you know the prejudice that does exist in our society presently mm-hmm. i couldn't agree with you more uh it certainly is about representation having a role model that you can see and inspire and aspire to so it's extremely important for those who are you know black as well as young of all ages to me so i think having that positive influence and that positive outlook on where you could be and, and, and how you can progress through your career is extremely important. I'd say exponentially important for the younger black generation because they really need to be motivated for success and they certainly need to, to see that it is possible to achieve success in their careers particularly within the insurance industry. Maxine, would you say that you've had a role model throughout your career or or more than one? And and how um, did they impact you and your career path? Yes, I certainly have had um, role models. I I think I've been one of the lucky ones. I think I've read too many books and I realized that it was something that I needed to have. So I've had perhaps five or six role models over, I guess, a 20-year period. And I have benefited from having those role models in my life, for sure. Patrick, how have role models influenced you or impacted your career, would you say? I've had a number of people in my life that I've kind of seen as role models who I've looked up to. I mean, for me, in order for for me to see you as a role model, I normally look at what you do in society and how you relate to people in work. So I've met several people in my career who have been actively involved in charitable 
causes, they've done volunteering work, they've got families to deal with, and also doing some of them have been doing studies. But at the same time, they've had time to still have time for me when I approach them to talk about things. And they've, they've been really positive for me. And I, I found that quite refreshing. Excellent. Patrick, do you think there's been an improvement in the, say, the last kind of five to 10 years in the level of diversity within the insurance profession, especially when we look at leadership level? I wrote that article a few years ago that you got involved in where I was kind of talking about the disparity of the racial profile within leadership and insurance industry. Um, there has been, I've observed a little bit of growth in that leadership within our community, being, being involved in leadership in the insurance industry. Mainly the mid-level management, I've seen more people of my you know, ethnicity, more black people getting, in, getting promoted, more black people being involved. But if I was to look at the top tier level, I didn't see that representation there as I would have hoped to see. So several companies that I've been involved with, I've, I've looked at their boards and there's either maybe one or two within that leadership team. And my hope is, you know, that, that, that changes over time. But then again, I don't know why it's the way it is. Maybe there's not that much interest from people from my ethnic background in that profession. And that might be a factor. I don't think it's mainly because they don't want to have people of minority ethnicity within leadership. I just think that there's more work to be done to get people of minority ethnicity involved in our industry and to move up within the ranks. Absolutely. And what's your view, Maxine? Would you say there's been an improvement and would you say there's still obviously a lot of work to be done? Certainly. The D and the I, I would say we certainly have improved on the D, but not on the I, right? So I would say we need to to try harder. I think the ABI had said probably a year ago, we've got 16% BAME diversity within the industry. And we've certainly come, you know, leaps and bounds in terms of gender diversity. So I think we certainly have improved in diversity. We're now more open in terms of having carers and people who are differently able working within the profession. So certainly we've improved the D, but I think at the leadership level, we certainly need to try a little bit harder without any forensic tests, just use a simple eye test. We certainly need to work on how we improve those who have the opportunity and access to senior level positions. I know um, it's common to say we don't know where to find diverse candidates. I think that's a lazy excuse. I think they're there. We just need to tap into the right sources. There are plenty of resources as well as organizations that can support us more broadly across the industry. So I think if the will and the appetite is there, then we just need to try harder to promote or to bring in those who are from diverse backgrounds into the leadership level. And add to that, if you don't mind. Yeah, I completely agree with Maxine there. My company, for instance, are starting a program on reverse mentoring. So what they hope to achieve from it is they have the senior leadership team and they're going to be reverse mentored by people of minority ethnicity to help them get more awareness as to how people at the lower level feel about the diversity and the inclusion at senior level. And I'm, I'm participating in that. I'm, I'm hoping to get a bit more involved in that. And I, I hope with, with that knowledge, leadership within my company, for instance, would start to see those gaps that we see that they probably do not see up until very recently. Mm-hmm. 
reverse mentoring is a really great tool, Patrick. And, and, and I think it's one that gets results because on both sides, mentor and mentee, you learn about both sides. You develop a level of empathy about on both sides. And, and I think that, that that makes the conversation stronger and better for the future. Maxine, so um, let's talk about the Insurance Cultural Awareness Network, also known as ICANN. So that's a, an industry-wide and independent network that supports multicultural inclusion across the sector. Can you tell us a bit about your involvement with the network and what kind of work you're doing at the moment? Yes, absolutely. So the Insurance Cultural Awareness Network was established three years ago. We are a volunteer-run organization that focuses on both the D and the I. It is about inclusion. It is about how do we encourage um, and interact better with those who are from ethnically diverse backgrounds and certainly support careers. And so we were really thrilled to collaborate with the CII on our role model booklet, you know, which showcased over 30 ethnically diverse role models from across the industry of all ethnicities, not just those who are people of color, but also the ethnicities that are you don't really see just by looking. Uh, and, and so this was and, and still is critical to give a channel for representation. Uh, and, and that's very core to what ICANN and the Insurance Cultural Awareness Network is about. We are a community and my role is to make sure that we build connections. I am the head of partnerships to build connections with corporates as well as partners within this space of DNI to make sure that we're well connected, that we are operating from all angles to support those who are from ethnically diverse background. You know, we the message we want to send with ICANN is that the industry welcomes and celebrates people from all backgrounds, you know, all our racial and cultural differences, and, and that you know, there is access, you can come in and, and, and work within the industry and you will feel included or you should feel included. So that's a key message from ICANN that you can come in, you can feel as if you belong and you will be supported. You know, we've got platforms such as in, in the Inspire platform, which is focused on cross industry mentoring. You can be an assistant underwriter at BRIT, being mentored by the chief underwriting officer at Zurich. And we felt like this is a fantastic platform for, for, for people coming into the industry to feel as if, okay, they're not just within the box, they're welcome and there's a future, a bright future for them and their own career development. Excellent. And, and Patrick, um, you touched on it briefly earlier, but would you like to kind of highlight any other work you're doing uh, within diversity inclusion that we'd, we could make listeners aware of? I'm also involved in our multicultural and inclusion network, uh, Willis Charles Watson. I also participate within, with a group called Young Diverse World Changers. They're a network of professionals from diverse backgrounds and they're doing phenomenal work around diversity and inclusion. So they do uh, debates, they have regular Zoom calls and Teams calls and we talk about the various topics around various industries. So it's open to individuals from multiple professions and it's open to people from every, every different 
diverse background. So we all come in as it's like a mixing pot of ideas and we all talk about different things and see how we can make things better for everybody. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. They sound like excellent kind of initiatives and, and networks. And we'll certainly encourage our listeners to get involved and, and share information later in the show. So uh, Patrick, if, if someone was looking to have a positive influence on other professionals, I mean, you've said that, you know, role models can be older or younger, but if they're, if they're looking to have that influence or kind of spread that awareness, uh, what would your advice to them be? I think my advice would be to get involved in mentoring, either find a mentor or try to be, say, a reverse mentor. If you, if you see something is not going well in your organization, you feel you can change it, bring up the idea of either reverse mentoring or reverse coaching. I think that that would be a good starting point. And if you feel like there's somebody within your organization, outside of your organization or in different networks that would be of benefit to you, try and get involved and uh, ask those questions. The more questions you ask, the easier it is to find those answers. And Maxine, um, would you add anything to that at all? Yes, um, certainly I agree with Patrick. Um, mentoring is a lasting gift. Um, and in terms of being a positive influence on professionals in the industry, I cannot speak more highly than mentoring and reverse mentoring. But to take it a little bit further, certainly there are groups within the industry, whether it's ICANN or ENGINE or IWIN, there are various groups within the organization where we can be seen. It is about visibility and interaction as well with young professionals, well, older professionals as well, I don't want to be ages, to make sure that people see and hear from you, they interact with you, and they're, they're most likely they'll be inspired to roll themselves after you. And I so said, it is very important to be visible and interacting more broadly in the market with the various groups that are out there. I think that's a fantastic platform. Within, you know, ICANN, I mentioned the Inspire platform that exists for that same reason, where you can actively mentor someone uh, or more than one person from across a diverse background across the industry. Um, so there, there, I don't want to just say I inspire, which is the ICANN platform. There are many others that exist. Uh, and to take it even further, I think where we have senior leaders, it would be wonderful if they would take mentoring even further and, and act as sponsors for those of diverse background, uh, making sure that that person is supported, that you're the cheerleader for them, and you are encouraging others to interact with them. I think that is critical. And I think it actually works extremely well in building self-confidence for those professionals. And you usually see quality results as a result of solid sponsorship. Absolutely. And, and finally, Maxine, you mentioned, you know, there's many platforms and, and initiatives and work going on, but um, presumably um, the ICAM website is, is a good place for listeners to start if, if you'd encourage them to, to visit that. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly will. I don't want to do a plug, but okay, fine. I'll do a plug. Certainly, or ICAN, ICAN.me, M-E website. We have tons of resources on there. We have something called a little black book, which takes you a little bit further in terms of of looking for themes and reading and, and watching films. There, there are tons of resources on our little black book 
that would be very beneficial to understand a little bit more about cultural differences, as well as racial discrimination more broadly within society. Um, so I encourage you to have a look at our little black book, but also on our Instagram and or Twitter and or LinkedIn, of course, tons of resources there. Our YouTube channel, we also have clips on there from our events and we can listen, for example, you know, on our recent with Professor David Olusugar, tons of wonderful learnings and, and information and education with educational material on the ICANN uh, channels. And Patrick, um, any final thoughts from you or any resources on kind of diversity and inclusion that you'd like to share? I completely agree with ICANN. I, I, I look into ICANN as well. The only other one that I'd like to add on is this Young Diverse World Changes. It's been set up by a guy called Horatio. He's in his, uh, I think, I don't want to say his age. I know he's quite, he's a lot younger than I am, but they're doing great work. We got involved with the House of Lords last year. I went for a meeting there and there was a debate about racial diversity within the workplace and they're really championing this whole diversity and inclusion program. If you want to find them there online, just type in Young Diverse World Changes, YDWC, and you'll see a lot of links there into what they do. They facilitated a number of debates to get people a bit more included in thinking outside the box and trying to see how different opinions affect us. What they tend to do is they choose one topic, they have a pro and con team and they just debate around the topic. And at the end, you you decide for yourself who you think the best bits of responses come from. And that way opens your mind. Currently, they are looking at a number of programs to help people of um, Black ethnicity and different backgrounds. Again, it's, it's I don't know why I use the BAME, but it's the Black... Uh, and minority ethnic groups that they're trying to assist to get them out there to help them get a bit more confidence because you have a lot of young black men and young black women who feel that their their confidence has been put back a little bit by things that have happened and they're just trying to get people to feel a bit more confident, feel a bit more open, be unashamedly black and ready to you know approach the world in a positive way. So that's my little piece there. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're great, YDWC uh, and, and other young professional groups coming through, uh, like the Brokerage and, 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 and the Aleto Foundation, you know, Amos Bursary, because what you're getting there is a huge amount of millennials and Gen Zs who are very entrepreneurial in their mindset. They want to break through. They want to succeed. They're very talented. They all have side hustles. They would be very happy to work within the insurance industry. We just need to channel them in. And, and so I think, you know, the future is bright where that's concerned if we're prepared to tap into those groups. Well, we'll certainly publish uh, links to the, the places you've mentioned and, and further resources along alongside the podcast. So all that remains is to thank you, Maxine and Patrick, so much for joining us today. It's been a huge pleasure having you. So thank you for being on the CIR radio with us. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. And thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more, you can visit thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at CII Group. So until next time, stay safe and thank you for listening to CII Radio.